So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. One of the fastest rising names in the world of mixed martial arts is now signed with the WWE. Bellator's Valley Lareda has signed a lucrative contract with the company, and it is certainly making waves in the sports world. What is her potential in the WWE? We'll talk about it. Plus, we have news on Bianca Belair, the EST of WWE wants to take on some of the boys, wants to cross that proverbial line that some people just don't think WWE is going to cross, especially with the women's revolution. And AEW's Wardlow sees himself in WWE. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There's your tribalism. Uh, Ring of Honor is under the AEW banner now, and Maria Kanellis was really trying to revamp that women's division there before it uh, went away, got shuttered, and got retaken off the shelf by uh, Tony Khan. Is there any future for women in Ring of Honor with that division now? WWE unveils a new commemorative title for Jean Cena. And on top of that, we have an AEW wrestler who's leaving the company. Yeah, we'll get to it. We got a lot. Oh, Undertaker's in the news today, too. So much. Share the link. You stink. You know the drill. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. From Nebraska to Florida to Timbuktu to Toledo to Taiwan to everywhere else in between, whether you can see us or you can't see us or you can hear us, uh, please. Watch out, watch out, watch out. It is a fresh edition of Sportsky Wrestling's Tap Story of the Day. Uh, thank you guys so much. We appreciate the support. Uh, so many guys uh, helping us make the number one show on all of Sportsky Dev. There's so many great different things you guys can check out. Um, on at Raw, we have Vince Russo covering it, Dutch Mantel covering SmackDown and Rampage on Fridays, exclusive interviews dropping this week as well with some WWE names, and Wrestling Outlaws now with Road Dog, Road Dog, uh, Road Dog Brian James. That's pretty sweet. So, all those are on our channel right now for you guys to check out on YouTube, on Facebook, on the podcast. Let's get right into it. News of the day with Jeremy and Jose and me, Kevin. Let's dive right into it. Bellator's Valerie Lareda has signed a multi year deal with WWE. Uh, Jose, I know you follow the fight game pretty well. Uh, this is a fighter who, uh, you know, still very early in her career, you know, had, mm-hmm. a, had a winning record. And there were some people talking about her becoming that big name and was one of the biggest names to Bellator. It's not Bellator is not, an, uh, you know, on the scale of UFC, but it's a big company, big name. And then she's making a big splash with this. And the word around WrestleMania is when she had a tryout that she was seen as a slam dunk, according to sources that spoke with Fightful. Tell me about her. What What is her the prospects for her possibly in WWE? Man, Valerie Loretta is a force to be reckoned with, guys. So today she actually confirmed uh, that she has signed a multi-year deal. Uh, ESPN broke the news earlier today. And uh, during the interview, uh, you know, she said that she's an entertainer. She loves glamour. She loves production. She loves storytelling. And when she saw the WWE, she realized that this is actually everything that she's good at in one place. 
Um, and she saw the opportunity to be the first Cuban American to be a WWE superstar. Uh, so not only represented for the Latinos, she's also from Miami, uh, well versed in, um, in, in MMA, has a hell of a, a pretty good record. I want to say it's not a perfect record, but it's a pretty mm-hmm. good record. Uh, she also said to Abraham uh, during uh, today's interview uh, that she doesn't she doesn't know when she's going to start. But now we know that she's going to be starting on July 19th, reporting at the uh, WWE Performance Center. Uh, so there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on. But, yes, yeah, she does have a lot of potential. Um, and I, I think she's going to be a, 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 a grand slam for, uh, for WWE. She's beautiful. She's got technique. Let's see if she catches on in the ring and she can pull off the persona. She's definitely got the look. Let's see if she can put it together into a, into a WWE superstar. But I think this is a really good signing for WWE. Yeah. According to sure dog, she is four and one. Yeah. Uh, won her first three fights and then went one and one on her last two fights. Uh, her last fight was, uh, uh, last fight took place on November 12th of last year. So, uh, and then in regards to, uh, uh, you know, in, in regards to, uh, this, uh, yeah, I mean, WWE was very high on her. So, mm-hmm. um, when, they, when she had her tryout figure, she's going to be a high ceiling, uh, prospect, so to speak, and probably catch on real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is in the line of what WWE has been doing recently. I know a lot of wrestling purists will say this is ridiculous, and how come you didn't sign this person? And the, and here's the, here's the thing to think about too: the independent wrestling ranks have to bring people up and develop them. And, and there's some names out there that are signable that are there. Uh, there are some other people that could be signed, but are really just wanting to stay in that AEW dark loop and hopefully get themselves a deal there. Uh, and this is from me, you know, being around independent wrestling. They understand right now that WWE's main focus, it will acquire independent wrestlers. We've seen it. They've done mm-hmm. it with the, with the performance center in the past year or so. But the focus is younger talent who are outside of the box that have a look, that have an athletic build that they can build upon with pro wrestling and the WWE machine, which whether or not people think, though, it's stupid. It's you got to come to the WWE. Uh, here, you know, here we go. Ricky, WWE needs to be high on good talent they release. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of good talent that's being released in the company. It's good. But the thing is, the the, the reason they want to, like, maybe is, you know, Seals is saying fast track somebody like this. She's got a name. She comes in with some legitimate name here. You know, Gable Stevenson has a name. He's coming in as an Olympic gold medalist. He's not nobody. You know, you're coming in exactly. with, with uh, you know, and this is somebody who's already been on television, already knows how to find the camera, knows how to do some of those things. You, you When you have somebody who can only do that, you have, they have an edge. They have an edge on somebody who's not, who's an independent wrestler. He's an independent pro wrestler. Um, and then the next in line program where they're trying to get college athletes and different people like that, which is competitive. Uh, with major sport leagues. Then now you're talking about, all right, why would I want to get drafted to the NFL if I know I'm going to wash out in five years? But maybe I could, uh, you know, have a longer run in the WWE if I don't think I'm going to be a first-round draft pick. Do I want to be Mr. Irrelevant, or do I want to be the next Mr. Perfect? And her case, said, uh, yeah, in her case, she might be uh, making more money not getting punched in the face. So That's very true. <laughs> she, said, very true. Uh, she said at the end of the interview, uh, I have big goals and I'm a little crazy. I just know what I'm going to be able to do in WWE. There are no limits. And she's just like Keith Lee. She's limitless. Man, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see. Crazy, though. I'm yeah, excited. Like hey, hey, listen, you're from, you're Cuban. 
and you're from Miami, you are you're crazy. Be a little bit loca. I'm yeah. Just <laughs> uh, let, let it be done. Un poquito, un poquito loca. Gonzalo, just a little bit loca. That's okay. But that's okay though. You need to you, you need to have a little bit of that yeah. when you're when you're getting into the WWE, right? I've, so, I've ran in. I've ran into a few of those in my time in Orlando. So. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> yeah, but in this part of the United States, absolutely, we're gonna get that. But man, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, it, just to go back to what you were saying, Kevin, that this is kind of like the formula mm -hmm. now that WWE is using, the using professional athletes that already have a name, putting them in the WWE system, molding them to the superstar model of what they want, putting it out in hopes that it, it'll do well. And it's worked. You see Sonya Deville, who's had prominent positions within WWE, Ronda mm -hmm. Rousey, with mm -hmm. obviously with a really great MMA background. Uh, Brock Lesnar, one of the greatest MMA champions of all time, who's you know who, who who's been multiple WWE uh, champions. So I think they've recognized the formula that they've had in the past with MMA fighters, and they're tr uh, trying to, to mm. apply it now with this new new class. Interesting. She was with American Top Team. Hey. Yeah, she so, probably I mean, knows uh, the, this yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro probably knows a couple of people in the wrestling business. And then absolutely, top team. absolutely. Uh, it'll, be it'll be certainly interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, and this is what WWE wants to do now. They want to find people out of the box and do something with them. And I'm not saying it's it's a proven thing, but we just named, we just rattled off all those people that had a successful background. You know what I mean? So outside of Ken Shamrock, I mean, yeah. you, you know, uh, Dan Stern. The I mean, just a, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? The guy was, he was in the Canadian Football League when they got him. No, my Rock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be certainly interesting to see how this plays out here uh, and how things develop with her. Another a person that the, the WWE acquired from the uh, collegiate wrestling world and the collegiate athletic world mm -hmm. was Bianca Belair. Uh, she is reigning high now and at the top of Raw right now. Had a banger match at Hell in a Cell a few weeks ago. And she's now saying some pretty provocative things. Maybe she's feeling like she can uh, kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. Saying she's interested in having intergender matches in WWE. The bigger some of the, the bigger star that some of the women gain in WWE, eventually this comes up. I saw this when Charlotte was on a real roll a year or two ago, and people were saying it. I remember hearing Bully Ray uh, over on SiriusXM shout out to the Busted Open Nation um, that she was that she was getting to that point where it was like let's put her in the ring with some of the fellas and have matches. And WWE kind of teased this a few years ago when they had Nia Jax get in the Men's Royal Rumble. Um, LA teased it recently like, with uh, Judgment Day. Yeah. So and and so is this something that WWE can do? Because obviously in the Attitude Era, you had women were taking power bombs to tables, and yet China winning the Intercontinental Championship. There's a lot more intergender, you know. Yeah, uh, old women taking power bombs through tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, YouTube doesn't tag us for other things. So, um, here's this, <laughs> this is. Um, I mean, this is a weird thing, right? Because we've we've seen uh, in other wrestling promotions, not only not only here in the United States, but we've also seen it in in other countries where intergender matches is not is not all that weird. That's actually pretty common in Triple yeah. A. They have a mixed tag. Uh, championship they got men going against women they do that lucha underground did that for a while when they were on mm -hmm. where they would have men facing women and most recently in the mma world uh there was uh i think there was somewhere in eastern europe there was a mma show and it was a man versus a woman and that that woman whooped some ass <laughs> so uh, yeah. i'm just putting it out there i don't you know as we 
as we grow more right as a society into equality, I think this will be more accepted in WWE. But for right now, I'm not expecting any of this to happen. It's not a, it's not as it's, soon. it's not as provocative as you think either. I mean, it happens no. all the time in GCW. Happens all the time in Impact Wrestling. Uh, so you know, I, I don't see really the big problem with it unless there's something with the 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 people behind the money, the sponsors, unless they have an issue with it, but. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it, maybe it's just because it's not so mainstream, but it's not really, I don't, I think it's a big deal because it's everywhere in professional wrestling right now. So, so some people watching the show not feeling this right now. Joseph Austin saying WWE might want to chill on this idea. David from the Barclays Center, if you guys are on the podcast, you hear him with us all the time. He's saying intergender matches never work. It was cringe when China did it. Bianca repeating it would not be much different. Pass. Okay. Well, I think it depends on the pairing. It depends on who you put together and the circumstances they're put together. Um, and obviously WWE is nothing. They have no problem with doing that. You know, the mix max challenge, like, you know, the male, female tag team stuff. Um, they can do that. But there's a ceiling on those matches because they don't let the women and the men kind of exactly, get busy with yeah. each other. They will here and there behind the refs back. They'll do some shenanigans and stuff and some Gaga, but never like full on toe to toe action. Um, Bianca is a special case. She's an incredible athlete, you know, and she's incredibly strong. And it's probably one of the most dynamically physically gifted women that WWE has ever signed and developed. Uh, and then on top of that has a larger than life personality. Do mm -hmm. I want to see her in there with an almost no. Um, but if she was in there with someone where it would be legitimate. All right. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's something to it. I wouldn't write it off. I think writing it off is like saying you can't do something creatively you can't go somewhere and tell us you know, like for people that only watch wwe it's more prevalent than you think yeah oh, oh no 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 and uh you know working for aaw aaw go check us out AAW. oh you there's a very good example one of the best matches of the year there kevin yeah in yes, aaw yes uh we we had uh Hey we guys, Ruby Soho, you know, you know, or an AEW taking on Josh Alexander. The match is up. You, you guys can go check it out. It was absolutely fantastic. What's hey up, guys? We got we got a super chat. Rolling Curtis, bing, 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 bing. rolling Curtis, rolling in the dough. Thank you so much, Ron. Yes, uh, Lorena yeah. has the look and technique, but she's short five four, which might be her hyperbole. Does a lopsided ratio of short not or tall girls short the division? Um. Not really. No, I because I, I like five, four, five, five, four, I think for the women, isn't that short? Honestly, for the women, it isn't that short. I mean, yeah. I like the list is five feet tall, five feet of fury. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. and she's a multiple time WWE. Uh, cross ain't so. cross ain't that much taller either. Exactly. Um, I don't think her height is going to have Zelina Vega is not. Nope. Uh, there's a whole lot of women that aren't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think it'd be a big deal here. Um. So uh, other stories to cover. This guy's Obviously, tall. This guy's very tall. Uh, one of the big pet projects of AEW is making their own stars. As much as they, as much as they've, you know, brought in big names, they've certainly focused on creating some of their own stars who had something when they went there. Wardlow could have signed with WWE, reportedly, of course, including to his own testament. Uh, but he opted to go with AEW, feeling like it was a better platform for him. And uh, I think he may have made the right decision. But the Goldberg of Tony Khan's division is not writing out the idea of a WWE run in the future. Uh, tell me about this. Uh, Wardlow speaking with, uh, he was doing a virtual signing with uh, uh, the uh, common uh, companies that do that, KNS Russell Fest, uh, who do a lot, did a lot of virtual signings during the pandemic and such. And now it's kind of stuck around even after the pandemic. Uh, Wardlow discussed the uh, idea and he said, I'm very, very happy where I'm at, where I am. 
I never say never about anything in life, but as of right now, I am very happy where I am. Uh, so uh, basically, he didn't really say anything about WWE. He just said, never say never, but uh, he's very happy where he's at right now. No, the, the, here's the thing. They're, the loyalty is limited, and, and that isn't to say that people aren't loyal, but if you're telling me I can't make money when you don't want to work with me anymore, but don't go somewhere else, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, like uh, I mean, if someone in WWE was asked this question, they said, that, hey, I love where I'm at in WWE. I'm not really focused on that, but you never say never. That's fine. You had CM Punk saying never say never about wrestling again years ago when we never thought he would come back, and no one believed that he would come back. And WWE tried to get him back, and he said, no, I'm going to go to AEW. I think this is a better offer. And AEW had to court him for like a year to get him to, to do it again. So, And everyone's a different case. With Wardlow, obviously WWE would want to sign a guy like this. Look at him. He's he's like an action figure come to life. You know? Absolutely. And, and he's already proven he can do some better things, and he hasn't even like touched the ceiling of what he can Look do. Look at so. that guy. He's so meaty. such a hoss. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him, Jeremy. And that is that is Vince's masturbatory dream is Wardlow <laughs> against Roman Reigns. Vince, who's this Vince guy? Do we know this Vince guy, Kevin? Yeah, who are you talking about? The, who is that? Shut up. <laughs> um, and obviously, I, I'll say this. Uh, everyone's going to think I'm critical of this. How much has Wardlow cooled off since Double or Nothing? Like he's cooled off big. I mean, I think he part was the of one that of has to do about matches, man. I think uh, he's about ready to hold gold. He's MJF, fine, right? Because MJF hasn't been on TV, so he hasn't really been prevalent in several weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so you had yeah, but... a hot streak, and then you cooled him off too soon. So I don't know if that was such a good thing. Yeah, but he's gonna win gold here in two, three weeks. So everything will be fine in the world when he's TNT champion. Kenny Williams calling you out here, Jeremy. Masturbatory dream? Chill. Oh, that's Vince's masturbatory dream right there, man. Wardlow and Dude, Roman Reigns. You know YouTube that? You know, he's going to flag our show, and it's because... I've said worse. <laughs> you have. You've said much worse. <laughs> Nishajo, not, uh, Nishadi uh, saying here, uh, WWE going to raid AEW's locker room. Well, here, it isn't a raid. This is the open market. This is the market that AEW created. This is good for wrestlers. This mm -hmm. isn't one company rating another. This is wrestlers getting good deals. Like I think, I think people have to kind of step away and, and and sign off on your allegiances and your biases and your preferences. If you are a pro wrestling fan, this is good for pro wrestlers oh, and pro wrestling at the major league televised level. Uh, this is very, very good for them. And those deals coming up, yes, there are people that are going to leave AEW and go to WWE. And there are people that are going to get signed too, by though. WWE. You know, it's it's going to go back forth. This is a great thing, though, because think about it, right? Before, we, we had WWE for 20 years, right? That was the main player, the main, the big player in the pond, right? You had Impact, you had MLW, but there were smaller promotions, not to the count. Now you got another company that can be or up to par with WWE when it comes to programming, delivering, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, that type of content. Uh, man, I don't know, man. I think this is this is a good thing. This is a good thing. Because now we see these wrestlers, kind of like basketball players or NFL, you know, they get to go wherever they want when their contract is done. So now who's going to make the higher offer? WWE, AEW, Japan, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting time to be following these pro wrestlers with all these companies now. Yeah, and, and it's 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 a default of the, the situation you've created. You injected all this new money into the market, 
And now it's more competitive and beneficial to the wrestlers. This is something even the Young Bucks said. Like a couple of years ago when they launched the company, they're like, we feel good for our friends in WWE because they're going to make more money because of this. And all right, you don't want to use me and make me a big star. Well, I guess WWE can. You know what I mean? Like that's part of the game uh, and good good on them for it. Maria Kanellis, she was leading a big movement within Ring of Honor before it, it, it uh, shuttered its doors in one hiatus and then was purchased by AEW. And she really wanted to make that women's division to something special. Uh, a couple months ago, she said that she definitely wanted to talk to Tony Khan about the future of women's wrestling in Ring of Honor that she was trying to develop and spearhead as an executive and a producer. Uh, she recently revealed that she did have a conversation with Tony Khan about that. Give me the latest, boys. Of course, uh, this coming, uh, this uh, was mentioned also at the uh, the Supercard of Honor Scrum is where this first come up uh, with, with Grapsity's Will Washington. Uh, Fightful Select has confirmed that the conversation has taken place. Maria and Tony had about a 35 to 40 minute conversation and it was considered to be very good. She believes they will have another talk when Ring of Honor makes its re-debut and specified that when she talks about helping out that division today, she doesn't speak as a talent. So she doesn't think the nature of her impact deal will be affected. So she's going to be more of a consultant for the women's division for Ring of Honor once they relaunch. But she will continue to be a talent on uh, Impact Wrestling. Of course, uh, I, I'm assuming uh, Tony Khan and Scott Demore are, are on good terms. So that this is probably a deal that they can easily work out. Maria mm -hmm. specified that she's happy at Impact and loves how the creative has been so far and has a few months left on her current deal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's interesting for sure. I mean, Maria Canales is somebody who's been around the wrestling business now well over, you know, 15, 14 years. She understands it. I think having her in this position, I think there needs to be more women in the production roles of wrestling. There needs to be more women with that perspective in terms of creative and all these different things. And I like that she's doing, I want to be a performer on television. I still want to manage and valet and, and be that type of character. And then and still she's be got involved. a lot of experience too, yeah. man. Yeah, uh, she, the women's wrestling army, that kind of new uh, outfit that she's doing now that they kind of like threads the needle through a handful of different wrestling promotions. She's working on that. Yeah, that's so, coming uh, up in uh, two weeks or so, to, or a little over a week now, the next show. Yeah, so they're going to they're basically going to present it like a Patreon and you'll be able to subscribe to their content. And they're presenting specific shows with matches filmed across the spectrum of independent wrestling. It's, it's a very unique idea. Uh, Bobby Cruz, ring announcer for uh our ring of honor is also involved in that. So good on them for that new effort. And hopefully that has some future and some legs. It's good stuff. Uh, let's move on to our next story here. This one is a uh, someone interesting John Cena, John Cena celebrating uh, his big 20th anniversary. Uh, certainly kicked up the, uh, the ratings for money at raw, very eventful show set up some big matches with him. They unveiled this brand new legacy championship. They've done this for a handful of people. They did one for the undertaker. They did one for razor Ramon, and now John Cena has one. Uh, I'm I, I like John Cena, but I'm not. I wouldn't say the the markiest of marks for him. Uh, but I can see some people that really want that on their mantle place, right? Well, there's a lot of belt collectors out there. There's yeah. many Facebook groups. A friend of mine is one of those guys. Um, there are going to be only 500 of them made, so uh, no word on the price yet. As the uh, the pre order for it will not go up until sometime next month. Uh, the no, title belt on in a minute. He's oh yeah. Uh, there are there are 16 jewels on the center plate symbolizing the uh, as you can see around there that uh, Matt, Matt Camp is holding on there. You can see the jewels <coughs> around the plate. Uh, of course, the center spins. Why wouldn't it? it and help. and uh, the side plates show the evolution of John Cena's logos throughout the year. So it's kind of a 
overall, I mean, uh, a fan of Cena or not, it's a really cool belt to signify somebody's career. And the case is also mm. really, really cool. Mm. It's, a, it's a case with the old school WWE logo. On one side, it opens up so you can actually display the belt. You can mm -hmm. display the title. Yeah, uh, it comes with some limited edition uh, bands, uh, towel, and I think a T-shirt uh, that only come included with this. Uh, the last time <clears throat> I was looking, because uh, I was interested in getting that Brock Lesnar legacy belt that 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 was released uh, a few months ago. I think it was like earlier this year, uh, and that belt with all its accessories was about a thousand dollars. And then the, uh, the the Undertaker one that they released for his stuff last year, his commemorative belt was around a thousand dollars. So I'm gonna expect this to be around a thousand eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, question here while we're on the Cena subject, I don't mind getting this one in here. Kim Gray, how you doing, Kim? Big supporter of the show. Could you see WWE actually putting the championship or a championship that, that actual championship? I don't know about that. I mean, he's got to pose with it, right? He's going to pose with it for like photos and stuff like that, right? But I mean, could John Cena break that Ric Flair 16 championship record? I know people have talked about it. Mm -hmm. Is it something on the table? You got WrestleMania next year. You got two. You got two nights of WrestleMania. You got to strap up John. You got to have big match John come back and break the Ric Flair record and become the most winningest world championship wrestler of all time. Jeremy, you're saying no. Why are you saying no, buddy? Oh, I don't think he's interested. I don't think he's interested I, in breaking I kinda, the record. I have to agree with you too. I also think Cena is a guy where he understands the commitment of being a champion, and that he wouldn't want to do it if if I'm only coming back for a handful of matches and uh, you know cutting a big angle and building to a big match, win or lose, I'd have to be there the next day to have that championship. Um, but then at the same time, right, Jose, like it's a once in a time, it's a once in a lifetime thing to be able to break that record and, for me, and have it's that a record, right? Score. Because I'm like you, I'm not the markiest mark on, on John Cena, but I do respect the fact what he has done for the entire business and for WWE over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I don't think he needs to have a 16th title reign, right? Because his he's had such a tremendous legacy. And I also think that he has respect for what the, the, the priors like Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan have brought mm -hmm. to the table with Ric Flair having that monumentous uh, title run with the 16-time uh, world championship. I think John Cena respects that and kind of wants to leave it intact. I, this is my opinion, I think that Roman Reigns is going to be the one to have something <clears throat> with that legacy, right? Right now, he's one. He's yeah. the longest reigning champion in our modern era. You can add that in and then have him have accumulate, you know, 16 wins. So that way you can solidify that Roman Reigns is the absolute greatest of all time because not only he had one reign that's still ongoing, a two and a half year reign, maybe go goes on to three, but yet he's also a 16 <laughs> he's, time champion. He's never going to be 16. He He's 37 already and only has six. So they really would have to. It's amazing. But yeah, Roman Reigns only has six world title reigns. Uh, let's uh, let's dip into some quick hitters here. Some basically some news that broke since we um, uh, solidified the stuff here for today. Uh, Kenny Omega talking with CEO, uh, CEO Gaming Twitch channel and indicated that if he has another major setback, he's done. He's retiring. He says, I can never do this again. Two times, three times a day. Really painful rehab. Not knowing what it's going to be like when I get back into the ring. He just figures he's going to hang it up again if, it, uh, if he ever has a major setback again. He's been on the shelf a long time now, right? Yeah. Uh, Peacock has announced they are going to do a special table for three 
featuring the Bone Street Crew. And uh, if you don't know who the Bone Street Crew is, uh, that consider uh, that that's gonna. Savio, it was Savio mm-hmm. Vega. It mm-hmm. was uh, Rikishi. It was. There's a lot of people. Who was, that, who was that big tall guy? Godfather. That, yeah, Godfather. But there was another dude in there. Um, the Cal- the Callus twins, the Callus brothers. They were like they were yeah, stolen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Midian. Mid- Midian was uh, in the crew, and Undertaker. So these are this was just like Undertaker's clique of people in WWE. Crush was in there too. Crush, Brian Adams was in there. Yeah, um, in like that new generation, mid '90s time frame. There's one guy I can't I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're gonna do a, a table for th- uh, a, a table for three. Um, let's see. Does it say who's gonna be in it? Mm. It'll be interesting. I'm just down. I mean, Undertaker has to be there. It'd be weird if it. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's Undertaker Keish. and two other guys. It might be <laughs> Kishi and Vega. Maybe because Vega's still active in wrestling. Yeah, Vega, yeah. Vega still Godfather. Does a lot of stuff in Puerto Rico. Godfather could be. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 NBC has announced that uh, season three of Young Rock will premiere on Friday, November fourth. That's going to drop then. Uh, of course, we're getting now to an interesting time. Is now we're getting to the WWE days, and uh, finally. Uh, after much uh, speculation this week, it has been confirmed that Alan Angels has not resi- uh, has not been picked up with uh, AEW. Uh, he spoke with Jer- uh, he spoke with uh, Feifel recently, uh, and uh, he talked with Sean Rossap and said he was uh, is a free agent as of July first. Uh, he was offered a pay per appearance deal, so he was still offered uh, a role. Uh, basically, probably when they would ever use the Dark Order, which has been kind of few and far in between lately. And he has decided not to take it solely based on what's best for him. He says, I feel there's more room to grow outside of AEW now at this point in my career. It's nothing against AEW or Tony Khan or any of the higher-ups in the business. It's a personal thing. I feel like me going on the indies and showing people what I can really do and showing people that I'm a good effing wrestler will raise my stock. I'm not saying it's impossible to do that at AEW, um, but you know, right now, his his opportunities are few and far in between. Basically... Two great matches with Kenny Omega, but uh, other than that, really hasn't been utilized. So he feels it's best to not even take that paper appearance deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like I said, we, we were saying earlier, you have a guy who's not high up in the card. You want to reduce my pay. Uh, those paper deals, mind, mind you, I want to say I'm, uh, there's a lot of people you'd be shocked that are not under full-time deals with AEW that are there all the time. That Just are like you see yeah, that are pay per appearance. They don't have guaranteed money, uh, and maybe don't even have merch. You'd be shocked. Was it you? Very, very surprised me, by that. Was it you that was telling me that when AEW talent wrestles at AAW, that they have some type of contractual thing that they have to win in other promotions? I don't know if I'm allowed to answer that. Um, well, I think Jose I, I've just heard, did. I, just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so to some to some degree, yeah. But I mean, like we did that Josh Alexander Ruby Soho match, right? Yeah. And Josh is with Impact, and you know, and it's political. You know, it's it's a very yeah. very political thing. Uh, and you have some talent that are allowed to do outside independent dates; those have to be approved. That's what we hear. Uh, and yes, the offices see what see what the role is and who's going to do what and how the finish is going to be, and they even look at the promos and all that different stuff. So uh, yeah, that just, is an influence. Just yeah, announced I, for, uh, just announced for Dynamite. Uh, Max Caster, Austin, and Colton Gunn are going to take on Danhausen and 
two mystery opponents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Obviously, blood and guts tonight in Detroit, Michigan. That'll be a wild one. I assume that's going to be a majority of the show. Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, and uh, Ethan Page on the show as well. And do you think they have the same issue they had when they did the double the blood and guts match before? They did it at, at a Daly's place, right? And they had to do almost the whole show was just the cage, right? So they had to like do promos when they were setting up the cage. And yeah, is, I don't know. You know, is that going to be an issue? Because it's a production challenge to set that up, and you have to do it during a live TV show. Yeah, something to think about. Something to think about for sure. Great question, and this is not for you two, but this is actually for the entire audience that's chilling mm-hmm. with us and watching with us right now. Tomorrow we are planning to do another Money in the Bank match watch along. We want to know which one you guys want to watch. Which one? Here. Sound off in the comments right now while we still got a few more minutes on air. And let us know which match you guys want to watch tomorrow with us on Twitch. Remember, only on Twitch. So sound off. Speaking of Twitch, uh, no getting over on Twitch tonight. I have a new computer, which will hopefully improve on the video game side of things uh, for the presentation on Twitch and all that. Uh, So we are taking tonight off. We'll be back next Wednesday. Um, I'm going to be busy setting up my new computer actually as soon as we get off the air here. So no getting over on Twitch tonight, but we'll be back next week. Yeah, do you guys want to watch Money in the Bank 2011, uh, the infamous one that went down in Chicago? Or do you want to watch the wild one that happened in <laughs> the WWE headquarters? I, I, you know, I just rewatched that the other day, and I just realized on how ridiculously good that it was good. Because it's it's it was just like watching a live-action cartoon the entire yeah. time. It was hilarious when uh, it was hilarious when uh, Rey Mysterio got yeeted off the roof. Oh, my God. I just yeah. I love the part when uh who was Corbin he? He said into the bathroom and uh and Bruce Pritchard's <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah. Corbin said someone actually called the cops too when he threw Ray off the roof. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh so some people chime in and if you're watching on demand, let us know as well. Thank you guys so much as well. If you haven't done it, maybe you're more of a podcast person, it's easier for you. Go ahead and get the Spotify, go ahead and get the Apple, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. We're on all the different audio apps right now. Just search Sports Kita Wrestling. Thank you to the fans on the Apple Wrestling Charts, putting us on the charts once again in India, Israel, Ireland, the United States, Canada, Australia, and beyond. Really appreciate it. Uh also just keep an eye on your notifications to know when we go live. And if you can't finish the whole show, go back and watch it on demand. That really helps, too. It helps us climb up the old proverbial ladder. I'll be live doing comedy in Chicago. Uh, I'm going to be at Brewing Up uh, Brewing Up Comedy tonight at Aris Brewery. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be at the Lincoln Lodge performing on the Spitfire Comedy Showcase. I have shows coming up in Rockford, Illinois, Michigan City, uh, and more stuff in and around Chicago. So just go to my website and watch my clips at kevinkellum.com. Yo, guys, um, I didn't know you were throwing it to me. I was reading those, some of the comments. Uh, so guys, <laughs> as, as always, give me a follow on my social media, Jose G Official on Instagram, TikTok, uh, and uh, and on Twitter. So make sure you, I just put up a bunch of uh, uh, some recent episodes and some clips of the interview that I had with W. Morrissey from Wrestling With Mindset. So you guys can check that out, the short versions on TikTok and on Instagram. If you want to check out the full interview, please go ahead and subscribe <laughs> mm-hmm. to my channel over there on YouTube, Wrestling With Mindset. Much love, guys. Thank you. Yep, follow me on Twitter, JB Huskers. I'll be live tweeting Dynamite tonight, and uh, hopefully, as long as everything goes smooth with my computer setup. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Remember, we'll be back tomorrow. Turn those notifications on so you can join us live. And remember, when joining wrestling, when watching wrestling, take a deep breath. Get ready to boo those bad guys, cheer those good guys, and do what? You need to enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Talk to them. Talk to them. Let me talk to you. Talk to them. Max. Do. Free. Free. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out.